Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here now. I hope you can relate to this because I think there are more and more people struggling with depression uh, around their business or their career or just generally in life. And I think it's getting easier for people to share that now without feeling shame or that they're in some way inferior to everyone else. But I still think a lot of people are really bottling it up. Um, Social media, they're maybe only showing their best side or they're worried about showing what's really going on, especially on places like LinkedIn, where many people are trying to win business. So they're only showing their uh, best sides. Um, So I'm going to go into some detail here about um, dealing with depression and loneliness in business specifically, but in life in general, is something that I've certainly had to wrestle with over the years. I'm quite an emotional person. I'm not a kind of calm person. So my highs are high and my lows are low. And whilst I've never gone bust, I have had two or three businesses sort of 15 years ago or so that never really got off the ground, but I worked really hard and like I loved doing art. I was an artist, but I never made any money out of art. And I started to feel like I was a failure. I started to feel like my art wasn't good enough. Uh, when in reality, those things weren't true. I just didn't have anyone around me to help talk me up or give me a, a, a balanced view. So I've probably got 15 points here, which I think uh, at least some of them should help you. The first thing to say is I'm not a doctor. I'm not uh, in any kind of way trained to clinically deal with depression. And I think that obviously, therefore, you have to take what I say not as advice, but maybe just as something that you can be open minded to listen to, to see if it can help you. Um, But because I'm not, I think that also gives me some credibility. I'm not diagnosing you. I'm not medicating you. I'm not saying that there's a problem. I'm just saying that um, I don't believe that there's anyone out there who's built a business or who is trying to get ahead and work hard that hasn't struggled with feeling alone and depressed and like it's never going to work for them and why and that it's easy for everyone else and they're comparing themselves to other people Uh, now I have had 15 years of good experience in business uh, where I've had many highs and what probably made um, revenues more than 100 million pounds if you include my property portfolio um, rent roll it's more um, won world records for public speaking, authored many books, which have been bestsellers um, in the UK, in all books, not just in some tiny little category. Yeah, um, I still feel shit and unfulfilled. And actually, um, a few weeks ago, we've had our best year so far by quite a long way in business. And a few weeks ago, I felt the most empty and the most alone. Yet it was our best year yet. It was my 40th year. And um, everything was going big and well in business. Yet I felt empty alone. I felt like um, I support a lot of people, but who supports me? And that was, I didn't expect to feel that um, in a year where I wanted to have big growth. And that kind of took me a bit by surprise. And I guess I didn't make the necessary preparation and steps to protect myself from that. 
Okay, so the first thing I want to say is that you're not alone, even if you feel you are. Um, and I think self-employed people especially feel alone because you've got all the responsibility, the staff, the customers, the VAT, the tax, you know, all the um, legal, reputational. You've got all the responsibility. You are the manager, the leader, the visionary, the solver of all problems, the general dog's body. Um, so you can feel very alone because you're doing all these things yourself, maybe sometimes struggling away. But who's helping you when you're helping everyone else? And um, you need to not suffer in silence and you need to not uh, be a martyr and, you know, always just think I can solve this. I don't need any help. I got a bit like that the last few weeks. I learned something about myself, which I mean, I try and learn a lot about myself and I've done a lot of personal development. And I like to feel like I've got quite good self-awareness, but I surprised myself at how little I knew myself just a few weeks ago because I always thought I was really good at asking for help. My dad said, always raised me to say, look, Rob, if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, and I, 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 okay, maybe when I was a kid, I didn't want to ask for any help. But as a businessman in my sort of mid-20s and going on, I've never really been worried about asking for help. If I want to get something done, I'll ask for help. I'll find someone better than me and I'll ask them to mentor me or I'll ask them to um, help me solve a problem. But here's what I learned about myself, which was interesting, and, and maybe you can relate, is that in something I'm supposed to be good at, in something I have a reputation for being good at, where I help people and I don't need help, I'm terrible at asking for help because that makes me feel very vulnerable because I'm supposed to be good at that. I'm supposed to always have that covered. I get this pride and satisfaction in the areas of business that I succeed in and I'm good at and people look up to me and I protect them and I serve them. So for then me to say, hey, look, even in my areas of business, I'm supposed to be good at, I'm struggling as well and I need some help, asking people for help who probably can't help me in terms of the experience in this area, that's not easy to do and I found that hard to do. But I sat down with three or four people that I admire and respect and who are very close to me and, and in many respects partners in my business. And I said, look, I'm struggling. I don't know why. And I didn't know why. We're having a great year. Everything's supposed to be great. But I don't know why. But I feel empty. I feel lost. I feel frustrated. I, I, I don't know why. But I'm just telling you so that if there's any help you can give me, I'm open to it. But I also wanted to warn them in case I acted like a bit of an idiot. Um, so reach out to people, coaches, mentors, friends, people who you can trust who aren't going to judge you. It's so important. Even if you have to reach out every week, uh, nag away until it gets fixed. Because if you bottle it inside, it will stew and it will stew and it will build up. It can turn into illness or worse disease. So it, I think it's very important for me. Talking things out with people is catharsis, is therapy, all my lives that I do. Um, obviously, I'm one of the first people in the UK to get the LinkedIn live capability, but I've been doing Facebook lives pretty much every day for years. I do podcasts three times a week for years. And for me, that's really great therapy. I, I can bottle the stuff in the day that's frustrating me that it wouldn't be professional to say and blurt out in front of people. There's things that I have to um, put up with and accept that I don't like to accept, but I have to if I want to have a good business and I don't want to ruin my reputation. But then to do the podcasts and the lives and, um, you know, the videos, the content and being the communities that I'm in, that's really great therapy. And it definitely keeps me sane, someone who has had a past for bottling it all in and then letting it all out in a massive fit of rage. And when you let bottle things, bottle things, bottle things, you know, you may be become subservient or slightly weak or you don't want uh, constant challenges and, and fights and you hold everything in in the end it has to come out and that can often be 
in an unprofessional way, you could have a go at your staff, your um, even your customers or your fans, you could lose your shit. Um, in a bad situation, you could push people away from you. And many people are bottling things in and then they're reacting emotionally. And each time they react emotionally, it's overly volatile and they just push people away from them, partners, friends, um, and that's not good for business. Okay, the next thing that I need to share with you is that I think most of the time, now this does, of course, depend, but I think people are kind of self-medicating. Um, Google can be the best doctor for people, kind of. They just Google stuff and they read stuff and they're like, oh, I've got this, I've got that, I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm that. I'm clinically depressed. Uh, and you actually don't know that. And be careful not to self-diagnose. I think most of the time you're not ill, you're just a person. And we all have dark days, dark weeks, sometimes dark months, sometimes dark years. It doesn't mean that you are clinically anything. So be careful what you label yourself. Now, of course, there may be some instances where you are actually ill, properly ill. And that's when you need to seek out professional advice. I guess if you're having um, consistent suicidal thoughts, then you definitely want to um, get some professional help. But um, I know a lot of people around me um, who are actually uh, friends or re relatives of friends, a man, you know, like they break their nail and they're on Google and they're di diagnosing themselves with some major new disease or um, clinical illness that none of us have ever heard before. Um, so be careful not to do that. Now, the next point is that um, depression or, you know, feelings of, <clears throat> excuse me, loss or loneliness or low actually serves a purpose. And so I think a lot of people are always trying to run away from the low feelings. And that's why they turn to addictions. And by the way, addictions aren't just drugs and alcohol and all these things. Addictions are work. And I certainly have a work addiction. I like to think it's a positive addiction, but I'm off, often, if anything bad happens in my life, I'll just chuck myself into my work. It's a therapy for me. Um, but you have to allow yourself to go through that pain sometimes and to feel those low moments because they can get you to be introspective. They can get you to think in a more a careful, uh, sceptical, critical way, which you may need in business. If you're a pretty positive person, like I usually am, you're often not critically in your, um, you're not a critical thinker. You're not an analytical thinker. You're not a sceptical thinker. Uh, and, and you need those thought processes if you want to you know, have a good, sustainable business. So understand that those down feelings, those depressed feelings, those low feelings, they serve you a purpose to get you to really analyze what you're doing. Are you doing the right thing? Are you doing it in the right way? Should you be doing something else? Do you need to make some stronger decisions? Um, are you repeating patterns and attracting uh, problems and difficulties into your life? Okay, so for example, every single day I have major fears, real big fears that something will happen to my kids. I have fears that I'd go bankrupt one day. I have fears that something would happen. I mean, I've got 80 staff in my office, another probably 150 outsourcers all over the country that rely, their living, their livelihood on us. And from time to time, that does weigh a big responsibility on me. And I can, I can feel quite um, the weight of it all. I can just feel. But of course, that serves me to be careful and to make contingencies. Uh, and so um, we can't be avoiding these feelings. You know, there's a lot of people in the personal development world and they're just high-fiving and hair and um, hugging and clapping and kissing and loving and, you know, like, oh, well, you don't, you don't ever have to feel down. It's just a mindset. Well, um, yeah, okay, if you're beating yourself down, then you could be, um, it could be something to do with your mindset. But every human being has fear-based emotions and they're necessary and relevant for your survival and your business survival. 
Um, I, t- I can tend to self, self-loathe quite a lot. So if I've written a book, I'm writing it and I'm loving it and I'm thinking it's the best book that's ever been written. This is going to ch- take over the world. And then two months later, if I'm listening to an Audible or I'm reading a bit of it or someone shares a part of it, I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. I can't believe I wrote that. I do public speeches, which, um, you know, they often go well. Um, and then if I watch the video back and I hear myself speak, I hate the way I speak. I hate the way I look. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just saying I feel that too. I, I, I think that's normal. I think that my feelings of self-loathing uh, probably help me the best in my business. It's great to have adulation from fans, but critics and s- introspection and self-loathing, they make me change and they make me be more wary, more smart, more careful, um, you know, when setting up businesses or products or you know, fixing problems so they serve a purpose. Um, now, I believe that all depression and loneliness, by definition, as from what I'm going to say, is it's just 10 times worse when you're alone. Um, and when you start your business, you could be in your bedroom or on your laptop and you're always alone. You're never with anyone. 12 hours a day just working on your laptop. So make sure you get out and about to networking events. Um, you know, be be social. Now, so, social is something that I used to be very good at when I was younger and I've got really bad at and I've become quite... I'm not antisocial, but I'm not very social because I rely on lives and technology and podcasts and recordings. And sometimes I can go months, really, without seeing other business people face to face. And um, that doesn't really serve me. And I have to get myself out and about and go and do some of the public speeches um, or go to networking events or uh, go and have really um, interesting meetings with interesting business people. Now, for me, there's nothing better in life other than family related things and um, you know, maybe the greatest hobbies in the world. But those aside, meeting amazing, inspiring people or just meeting people and having really good conversation, that's fantastic. And I get to do that with my podcast and I feel very grateful. And there's a good friend of mine, Johnny, who used to be a, a trainer with me back in the day. He came back over from Australia and I had a really good conversation with him for like 90 minutes, felt really stimulated, really exhilarated. I felt, had like a spring in my step. So it's your responsibility to get around interesting people. It's your responsibility to chase down all the successful business people and go out for lunch with them and and have really interesting, stimulating conversations with them. But all loneliness and depression and anxiety feels way worse when you're on your own. Okay, agoraphobia doesn't, but most of it does. So get out there and talk to people. Now, that could be friends. That could be even be therapists. That could be mentors uh, and just inspiring, successful people. Do not bottle it in. Get it out. Um, exercise, move. I mean, I'm at the moment in uh, centre parks. So get around nature. Um, you know, m- some people really believe that movement is life uh, and, and you'll probably live longer if you move a lot more. Um, so if you're feeling down, depressed, anxious, just go for a walk, get out in um, nature. Now, I know it sounds really simple. Go and do some exercise, but it really does help. Now, here's the thing with exercise. It's easy to do a gym workout, a good gym session when you're feeling good. Anyone can do that. But actually, my best gym sessions, I'm, by the way, no gym guru, um, but my best gym sessions are the ones when I don't really feel like it. I'm kind of feeling tired and lazy and I make myself do it anyway. And maybe even the gym is a half-assed session. But inside myself, I feel like I, I, most people wouldn't have done that session or I probably wouldn't have done that session on another day, another day, but I did it. And that kind of increases your self-worth. So when you hold yourself to a higher standard, um, and when you make commitments to yourself, even if it's just go to, the, to, go to go to the gym when you're tired and you deliver those commitments, your self-worth increases. And when the higher your self-worth, the, the harder it is for you to be down or depressed. 
The next thing is make sure you listen to podcasts and listen to audiobooks or read books regularly, maybe even daily. And if you're going through a tough time, listen to some positive stuff, some motivational stuff. At the moment, you won't want to hear it. Oh, I can't be dealing with this positive shit. Get out of my face. Um, but it will, it will win you over. I personally love listening to autobiographies um, when I'm not maybe feeling that inspired. I've just listened to Jackie Stewart's one. I'm on Michael Caine's one. And I love their story and their journey and their little bits you pick up and how they all work really hard um, and how they all had challenges themselves. And, um, you know, so there's often some funny, interesting things about them as well. So autobiographies really do inspire and motivate me. Some people love watching the inspiring David Goggins style um, YouTube videos. Fine, whatever floats your boat, but do it. Um, so make sure that's positive that's going in your head. Now, if you're around a lot of negativity, you've got to cut that out. And if you're watching negative stuff on TV, if I watch Netflix and it gets too depressing, I just turn it off. Um, if there's people that bitch and moan all the time, I just, you know, like move on from them. Everyone's allowed to complain. That's OK. I'm not like it's not like one strike and you're out. But if they do it all the time and they get the secondary gain and this, they take this victim position, I'm out because it'll just it'll just drag me down. People will either drag you up or pull you down. Next thing then is being around kids and animals. So today I went and did Laser Quest and I went there um, with my son and I just expected to sit and watch my son and I was told it was 20 minutes. But no, the adults had to play as well. And we had this big assault course with all these different obstacles and places you could hide. And it was like nearly two hours long and I was running around like a kid. Um, and Bobby was running around like a, a kid, but a bit older than me. And we had a fantastic time. Um, and it's not something I normally do. Um, but I'm glad that I did it and I pushed myself a bit out of my comfort zone. Um, so being around kids and doing stuff with kids and sometimes acting a little bit childish in a fun way um, and maybe animals as well. I think that that can really lift you up and make you feel better. Um, now, sometimes when you're getting you're stuck and you've been alone or in this void or business has been bad and you've been making no money or worse, a loss for months, you're looking for a sign and you're waiting for something to come and lift you up. And that does actually often happen when you're in your darkest depths but you have to see it and you have to be open to it and you can't shun it away so really if you want that pattern to be interrupted it needs to come from you so do something it doesn't matter what it is and if it's only five or ten minutes of a workout or five or ten minutes of an audiobook you've got to break the pattern break the pattern in a small way uh, and then things will definitely change for you now i'd just like to say that um i'm always around for people if they're really struggling um, I probably do on average two 15 minute calls a day. Um, uh, thankfully, I'm in a financial position where I don't need to work, even though I choose to. Um, and I can ring fence a decent amount of my time per day just for, for helping people and doing stuff like this and um, you know, doing these one to one phone calls. So I, I don't just offer my phone calls if people want to pitch me or stuff like that. But if anyone's really struggling, you're depressed, you're down, business is going really bad, you can't see a way out, just private message me. Um, you'll need to need to book in with my PA because she manages my diary, but I'll more than happily give you a 15 minute call. Um, I've spoken to some people who've been really hard up, had rape, murder, um, you know, like huge, huge challenges in their life. And I'm very grateful to say that it seems that my calls have helped them. Um, I'm not the sort of person to get stuck in someone's problem. So I'll look for solutions. Um, I'm sympathetic, but I'm, you know, like I'm not the sort of person that, it, it, you know, like I just let you get into victim mode. That's not really my style. I'm more have, more have a solution focus. So if I can help you, I'd be more than happy to do that. Okay. Now don't deny how you're feeling. Allow yourself to feel how you're feeling and then break your pattern uh, and then do something positive. 
The next thing you need to remember, I believe, is that um, you are not what you think you are when you label yourself. So, you know, if someone says, I'm a failure, well, no, no one's a failure. You just failed the last time and the time before, maybe, and the time before, but maybe. So what? Um, some of the most successful people in the world failed over and 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 over. Um, what was it? Edison failed 10,000 times before um, he, he came up with the light bulb. Um, so, you know, you are not your emotion. You are not anxious. You're just feeling anxious. You know, you are not an introvert. You're just at the moment not feeling like you want to be around people. Uh, you are not depressed. You are just feeling low. Because if you label yourself, you own it. And then when you own it, you start attracting more of what will make it worse. Uh, and then you start becoming a victim. And then you start having a pity party. And then you need the attention from everyone to get that feeling of love. Um, and, and then you're just in this downward spiral. So separate you and your emotion. Now, look, I want to be sensitive in this very sensitive subject. So I, I will try to be. But sometimes you just need to stop making excuses. You need to stop blaming, complaining, defending, justifying, whinging, crying, and you just need to sort shit out. Now, you're smart, so you don't need me to tell you when it's really serious. And actually, you do need to go there. And it is okay to feel that way for a, a certain amount of time, you know, bereavement, a, a major loss. That's not just, oh, you've got something wrong with your mindset, sort your shit out. That's serious. But a lot of the things we make problems are first world problems. They're small problems. Um, they're menial. Um, so just have the self-awareness to go, do you know what? I'm just being a little bitch and I'm just moaning and complaining. And yeah, it feels good, but actually it's, it's bullshit and it's pointless. And I need to focus on something um, that's more meaningful. Don't let the menial get in the way of the meaningful. Um, and I think when you know the difference between those two, you'll stop making excuses, you'll stop blaming, you'll stop complaining, uh, and your life will be a lot better. And then in the few instances where it is really serious, people will take you seriously because you're not crying wolf all the time. You know, we all have to struggle. We all have to go through the challenges because they make us independent. They make us strong. They help um, humanity um, survive and thrive as part of evolution. So a lot of people are wishing their problems away or meditating their problems away or thinking that they'll never have problems that's a delusion. We're all going to get them. They may not be now. They may be later. They may be in the future. No matter what we plan, we're going to get them. And when it's our time, um, just understand that there's a bigger purpose at play here. There's a massive upside to the struggle. A lot of people only see the downsides of the struggle. Um, but the upside is it's making you more prepared. Um, having critics is great because it prepares you for your higher level of business when you'll have more. It makes you um, analyze and prepare and um, have more contingency plans uh, and we all want fans, but if we all just had fans and no critics, then uh, we would just get complacent, flippant, confident, cocky, maybe even narcissistic. So it's actually the challenges that keep us balanced and they do serve us. We just have to see that they serve us. Now, you don't realise that there are so many people out there that support you and love you. Now, one of my mentors says to me, Rob, simultaneously anywhere on the planet, you've got people that love you and people that loathe you. People that stand for you and people that stand against you. People with similar values and people with the opposite values. That is the nature of humanity and the balance of all values. Um, so, you know, when you think um, everyone hates you, they don't. You, that's just all you're seeing. There's plenty of people that love you and support you. Now, I, I realised recently that sometimes I need to know that um, because I can get a bit lost or stuck. And I need to know that there's people out there that support me and love me and care for me. Um, now, uh, as of late, late, I started asking for it. Like, if I feel like I need it, I'll just go and ask for someone. Hey, look, do you think I'm okay? Do you think I did good? Um, you know, I might put a post or two out on social media looking for a bit of support. And of course, I used to think, oh, well, that's weak and that's lame. But in reality, if you need it, you need it. And if no one's there giving it to you, then you need to go find it. 
So it's okay to ask for help and support and you know, give someone to give you a bit of a pat on the back. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's summarize then. Use your challenges to motivate you. Remember, um, people like Oprah were abused. Um, you know, many successful business people have been buzzed two or three times. Um, the, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous was a reformed alcoholic. Mem- many people who are successful are using their pain uh, as the motivator. So whether you use pain or pleasure, use what you need. But use your challenges and your difficulties and the hate you've had and the loneliness you've felt. Use it as motivation to go out there and be successful and prove them wrong. Um, now, uh, contextualize your situation. You know, like you're not in the third world and you, you haven't had, a, hopefully, all of your family taken away from you or experienced um, death all around you or horrible disease or intense famine. And I think sometimes we can make our problems bigger than they are. Uh, I always like to say to myself, Rob, it's a first world problem. Rob, it's a first world problem. Rob, it's a first world problem. Um, Because every single problem other than those things I've just mentioned are first world problems. So contextualize your problems Um, because, you know, you can make them worse than they are. That's pretty easy. But actually, they're probably not as bad as you think when you compare them to someone who's got it worse. And someone has always got it worse. If you turn um, your... Um, contextualizing the problem one step further into gratitude, i.e. where you go, I'm grateful for this problem because I haven't got a bigger problem. You know, think of the parents whose children have died or whose children are, you know, are in hospital with leukemia or something like that, or whose children have been abducted and murdered. I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse. Um, And so, you know, it's amazing for all of us who've got kids, even if, you know, things are going hard for them or us, that we've still got them. And I think that that really helps. Now, I always think, you know what? You can only have one shit day because then you get to start another day. So, okay, that day tomorrow may end up being shit, but every day you wake up is a new chance for a better day. So for me, if I'm having a bad time, I like to think, look, I'm not having a bad week, bad month, bad year. I'm just having a bad day. Uh, And I just need to sort of drag myself kicking and screaming through it. Uh, and then when I get to the end of the day, I get a chance tomorrow to have another good uh, good go at that day being better. Now, what I find is sometimes really di- difficult things can come at a, a time when they surprise you. Actually, often they do. But so do good things as well. I just had the second biggest publishing deal um, in a career translation in the whole of my publishers. They're the second biggest publishers in the world, only behind Alex Ferguson. And that came out of the blue. Um, I've, been, I've got some big media things lined up at the moment. They all came out of the blue. Um, and I've been having some good news recently and they've all been coming out of the blue, but that's because I've been setting them up years ago and I've had some bad news as well. And that's been coming out of the blue because that was based on decisions I made a while ago, which weren't so good either. So um, when you're really down, life will probably have a way of lifting you up. By the way, when you're really high, life will probably have a way of chipping you down too. So let me summarize this then, because I'm told on the lives that people like the summaries. Um, If you've ever felt depressed in business, your career or your life, then um, you can do the following things. I'm not any kind of trained doctor. I'm just someone who's had a lot of experience in business and as someone who is quite emotional and has his highs and lows. Remember, you're not alone. So reach out, ask for help. Don't label yourself something that you're not, and especially don't um, medicate or, or diagnose yourself on Google because I tell you what, you'll find something wrong with you when there's not if you do that. Um, make sure you hang around interesting, inspiring, positive people. Maybe that's children who, you know, like are fun, um, or go go to comedy gigs, uh, watch uh, uh, comedy shows on Netflix, um, get around people who make you feel better about yourselves, who lift you up, who are successful. Um, 
remember that you have people to talk to uh, and don't suffer alone and don't play the victim card or, or the martyr card um, you know, of your suffering. Don't boil it in. Get out in nature. Go for walks. Go to the gym. Read positive stuff. Listen to positive stuff. Listen to Audible. Listen to podcasts. Um, interrupt your pattern. If you're feeling shit, just get out somewhere. Go and do something. Go and do some press-ups. Anything. Just interrupt your thought pattern. You know when you start spiralling down your thoughts? Just try and interrupt it somehow. If you're really struggling, message, message me. I'll happily give you a 15-minute call if things are not going well for you. Don't deny the feelings. Feel them, but just don't make them worse than they are. Don't label yourself anything that you're not. You know, people are always labeling themselves, oh, I'm an introvert, or oh, I'm, I'm, I have anxiety, I have ADHD. No, most of the time you don't. Everyone's different. Everyone's an individual. Everyone has um, sort of greater or lesser degrees on an individual level of whatever they're labeling themselves. Remember, you're not your emotion. You're not a failure. You just failed. You just felt how you feel, but you're not it. Don't make excuses um, when, you know, it's when you're really kind of creating a bit of a pity party scenario. Don't make excuses. Don't blame. Defend, uh, d- don't blame. Defend. Complain. Justify. Just sort shit out. Just get into uh, problem solving mode. Right. Bring it on. Let's fix all of this and um, be a, a solver of problems. Um, don't compare yourself to other people unless you're doing it for inspiration. And um, because that's a downward spiral. And if you are going to compare yourself to people, oh, look, they've got this and they've got that and they're better at me. Then think about all the things that are great for you uh, and about you uh, and compare that. Ah, but they haven't got this and they haven't got that. I often look at podcasters who are bigger than me, who've been doing it a lot longer and compare my uh, the size of my podcast to them. Um, but they've been doing it longer and they're in America and they maybe don't have a property portfolio and have a, a son who's as good as he is at, at golf. And there's loads of things in my life that I have that they don't. And I'm not saying that to try and brag. I'm just trying to lift myself back up when I'm pulling myself down, which, by the way, I, I don't really need critics. And often many of you watching don't need critics because you can be your own most harsh critic. And we have to go through the struggle because it serves to make us independent and strong. So when it's your turn, it's your turn and just go through it. Um, remember, there's people that love you and support you as well as people that hate you and challenge you. So seek them out if you need to and ask for a bit of love and a pat on the back if that's what you require. Use your challenges to motivate you. You turn your pain into your um, purpose and your mission and your pursuit. Contextualize your challenges because there's so many people who've had it worse. Get through the day. Start the new one. You get another day. You get another go. Um, so I hope this has been useful. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. If you think this could help anyone, if you know people who are struggling or you just think this is a message that should be shared, please do share it. And thanks for tuning in.